We've been talking about prayer and spiritual warfare. As a team, as a church, we feel like we're in a season where Satan is attacking hard. Um, But I want you to know that we are not defeated and we will not be defeated. We're aware and we're determined to fight back with our strongest weapons, worship and prayer. That's how you fight Satan's schemes. One of our challenges is we aren't really sure how to talk to God, what words we're supposed to use, what we're supposed to say. We, we picture God as this far-off, distant, celestial being, not, not really a personal God that sits right with us that we can talk to. A couple of years ago, Pastor Rod was talking with one of his friends, and she was on a journey where she was discovering more about herself and her relationship with God. She's an incredibly smart person, and, and she's able to express herself very well. And they spent about an hour talking, and then she sent him this email after their conversation. She said, I realized that I talk about God, and I talk to God as if I'm sending him a letter to a far-off place. But I don't talk to him like he's in the room or sitting next to me. You were so comfortable speaking about him yesterday as if he were sitting in the chair next to me. I guess in actuality, he was sitting there with me and with you. That says it all, doesn't it? You don't have to talk to God like you are sending a letter to heaven. Um, and Instead, you can talk to him like he's sitting right next to you. Why? Because he is. You see, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, and we call this prayer the Lord's Prayer. We're slowly working our way through it and memorizing it together. Now, we're not memorizing it because these are the exact words that you have to pray. Rather, we are learning it instead as a pattern for prayer. This is not the only possible pattern for prayer. If you pray a different way, then I'm just glad you're praying. Right? The goal isn't to make you pray a certain way. The goal is to get you to pray. But this way is a good way. It's a great way because it's the way that Jesus taught his disciples when when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, I want to be very clear about the agenda for this series. The goal is that you pray, that you talk to God on a regular and hopefully daily basis. Listen, I don't want you to do it out of guilt or obligation. Rather, I want to teach you a real dynamic way to talk to and to be active in your relationship with God. Let's say it out loud together. It's on the screen behind me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, a quick review in case you've missed a week. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Start your time with God by thanking him. Thank him for who he is, for what he's done, and what he has given you. Thank him for being your heavenly Father who loves you. Now, for me, some days, that takes just a few moments. Yet other days, I end up getting lost in thanksgiving to God. Why? Because we have so much to be thankful for. 
Now, last week, we looked at the second part of the prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is the part of the prayer where we say, God, show me your will. Show me your plan. I want to hear your voice. I want to commit to your plan and your way more than I want to commit to my plan or my way. I want your timing, not my timing. Thy will, not my will be done. And you say, okay, Pastor Jason, you've been talking about prayer now for two weeks. When do I get to tell God my request? When do I get to offer up everything that I want? When do I get to ask for healing? When do I get to ask for my family to be saved, for my friend's needs? When does that point come? Good news for you, this is that. Today's the day that we get to the part of the prayer when you can present your needs to God. And some of you have an actual list of people and things that you pray through. And that's okay, there's no problem with that. Some of you, on the other hand, just kind of pray for things and people as it pops into your head. And that's okay too. You'll discover, if you haven't already, that there's not a lot of rules when it comes to prayer. The next part of the prayer, though, that Jesus taught his disciples is give us this day our daily bread. Bread? Daily bread. What's that all about? Right? I don't even eat bread every day. What, what kind of bread? Does it matter what kind of bread we, we ask for? Maybe it's Wonder Bread. Anybody remember Wonder Bread? Or or pumpkin bread, or whole grain bread, or or maybe banana nut bread. Why in the world am I praying for bread? Right? Can I just tell you, I love fresh bread. Anybody else in here love fresh bread? I want to give you guys a, a, a way, I want to give away a few things today to, to help you remember this part of the prayer. So anybody like fresh bread? Awesome. I've got some cheese rolls here. Anybody like cheese rolls? All right, Johnny, I saw your hand go up first. So I'm going to give you some fresh cheese rolls. Like squish one of them. See how fresh they are? (laughs) All right, now let's see next. Jalapeno cheese rolls. Would anybody like some jalapeno cheese rolls? Zach, I saw your hand go up first. I'm going to throw it. Paul, I apologize if I hit you with it. (laughs) Now, let's see. Cinnamon bread. Cinnamon bread. It's iced. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Here, Chet, we'll go to you. Hey, there's a condition with that bread, though. You got to share a slice with your pastor. All right. Now, this next one, some of you in here are familiar with these, and some of you are not. These are conchas, these are sweet breads. Um, if, if you've never had one, they're best with coffee. 
Um, and this one here, the only stipulation for this one is you have to share it. There are a lot of hands. Brenda, come here. There is way too much pressure to give this one away, so I'm going to take the pressure off of me and give it to you. And you can pick someone. Isn't it, isn't it an awful feeling? I'm glad you get to do that. Who would like it? You could just take one out and pass it around. Autumn, have you ever had those before? Okay, so you've got to have them. Do you like coffee? Autumn, do you like coffee? So they're good. You can dip it in the coffee. Come on. Now I'm hungry. Now, back then to ask for daily bread was to acknowledge their dependence on God for even the most routine of needs. In our culture where we plan ahead our meals and we have a stocked pantry, um, this doesn't seem like that big of a deal to us. But in order to understand this part of the prayer, uh, it helps to know the scarcity of food at the time that the prayer was taught. You see, back then, they didn't have grocery stores. They didn't have curbside to go or microwave meals. There was no refrigeration to store food. And so a big part of your day was spent finding food. In addition, in, many, in, in, in those days, many workers were paid one day at a time. They got a daily salary, a daily wage. And so they bought tomorrow's food with today's pay. The reality was a few days of illness could really hurt your, fam your family financially. Jesus and his disciples traveled the countryside, and every day they had to find food. Food wasn't something that they took for granted. And some of you in here can identify with that. You struggle to provide food for your family. Listen, that's why we have Share Your Lunch. There are bags of food out on the table near the exit. If you are hungry, please take a bag home as our gift to you. And Jesus prayed, give us this day our daily bread. So let's walk through it slowly and let's see what we can learn. Give. Give. James wrote in James 1.17, every desirable and beneficial gift comes, from, comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 9, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? You see, God, our heavenly Father, has good gifts for you. His children. He wants to bless you the same way that I want to bless Josiah, Jonathan, and Sophia. Now, there are some, some who teach that you can make demands on God. Listen, if you think you can demand God to do anything, you're crazy. Give us this day our daily bread is not a command. It's a request. You aren't saying, God, give it to me. Instead, you're asking him to humbly provide it to you. 
Listen, you can't command God. You can't demand anything from God. He's God and you're not. Everything that God gives you is a gift. You don't deserve anything. You don't earn anything. And you can't take anything from God. God gives, gives to us a gift. Give us this day our daily bread is an excellent word picture. Right? Picture yourself hungry and in need and standing before God who has the power to meet your every need. The reality is even your food is a gift from God. How radically would it change your life if you recognize that everything you have and everything you receive as a gift from God? How much easier would it be to respond to his call to give to others if you recognize that everything came from him? How much easier would tithing be if you understood that everything comes from him in the first place and he's only asking for 10% back? Give us. You see, this is not an exclusive prayer. Jesus didn't teach them to pray, give me this day my daily bread. This isn't just about, uh, isn't just God giving God a list of everything that you need and you want. This isn't just about throwing up your wish list to the Santa in the sky. That's not who God is. Remember, this prayer was designed as a communal prayer, not just for yourself, but for the entire church. And our prayer for God's gift is not just supposed to be for ourselves. We also pray that God will give to others. So here's the point of the prayer where I pray for the needs of others. I pray for the things that you've asked me to pray for. I pray for people to be healed. I, I pray for people to be blessed. I even pray for people who come against me and who are rude, that they'll be blessed by God. You see, when I do that, it helps me keep my attitude right. See, I pray for people to be set free from addictions and sin. I pray for people to be saved. I pray for your children and your grandchildren to discover the joy and the peace that comes to a committed life of following Jesus. I pray for our church that God supplies every need. And then I also pray for, for my needs and the needs of my family. I pray for healing. I ask God for wisdom. I ask God to make me a better husband and a better father. I pray for help in being a better steward of God's resources. I pray that God will help me to make wise financial decisions. Give us this day our daily bread. The word is us. It's me and you. I pray for you. You pray for me. And we all pray for each other. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, scholars disagree about the words here. You may have a footnote in your Bible with that particular editor's opinion on this part. Now, the reality is I could get completely bogged down discussing the original Greek and the original intent. And, and so here's the argument, just in case you care. Um, some say the words mean tomorrow's supply. 
Others say that it means what's necessary to exist. The reality, I don't know. Um, I could argue it either way. Both of those things are good, right? Man, for tomorrow's supply and whatever we need to exist. But remember, I'm not teaching this as a word for word. I'm teaching this as a pattern for prayer. Regardless of which meaning is correct, Jesus was teaching dependence upon God and trust that God will take care and meet their needs. You see, what we need from God is for God to help us today. This is a prayer of dependence, an admission that I don't have all of the answers, but that I need God right now, today. Give us this day our daily bread. A few months ago, I heard Pastor Rod tell a story of when he went down to spend a week and a half in Chile, um, which is a country in South America. He wasn't staying in a hotel, but rather he was staying at a friend's house. And, and something unusual happened the first morning. And I believe that it goes right along with the story. Very early in the morning, there was a knock at the door. Now, that's kind of weird because it's early, right? But it was the bread delivery man. And he was bringing fresh baked bread for the day. And so breakfast was bread and cheese. Lunch was sandwiches made from the same bread. And the bread that was left was eaten at dinner. And then the very next day, early in the morning... Pastor Rod was a little bit confused, and after a couple of days, he finally asked about it. And he said, why does the bread guy keep coming every day? Why don't you buy enough bread for the entire week? And his friend explained it by giving him a small leftover piece of yesterday's bread. She was saving it to give to the birds. And Pastor Rod put it in his mouth, and it was hard, it was crunchy, and it was stale. She said, in this part of the world, they don't use preservatives in their bread. It's fresh, but only for one day. Yesterday's bread won't meet today's needs. Every day, we need fresh bread. And all of a sudden, give us this day our daily bread takes on new meaning, doesn't it? Do you want fresh bread? Or do you want old, stale, moldy bread? You want that kind of bread? You could play baseball with this. <laughs> or do you want that bread that's soft and tears apart? It smells so good. Which kind of bread do you want in your life? Do you want yesterday's bread that's hard and stale and crunchy? Or do you want soft, fresh bread for today? Can I tell you, for, for me, if I was going to take a bite right here in front of you, it would be very easy I'd choose the fresh bread. Each and every day, God's gifts and his promises are like a fresh loaf of bread. 
They're fresh and they're new every single day. Listen, I need God's wisdom, his strength, his mercy, and his energy every day. I need it fresh and new. Now, in years past, Christians would say it this way. God didn't promise us grace for tomorrow. He promised us grace for today. I don't need tomorrow's grace today. I need his grace and his mercy and his strength to get through today. He'll give me what I need today, today. I trust that tomorrow when he wakes up, he'll give me what I need to make it through tomorrow. Now look at Lamentations chapter 3, starting with verse 21. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have a hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, is your faithfulness. And you see, this passage becomes a little bit more familiar to some of you in the King James. One of my favorite hymns comes right out of this, this group of verses. And this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness.
Give us this day our daily bread. Pray, God, give me the strength and the wisdom and the mercy and the patience that I need to make it through today. I've got some battles ahead of me. I've got some challenges. And today I need you and I need your help. You see, it's an acknowledgement each and every day and every morning that I am dependent on him, that I need him. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6, 34, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. You see, God promises you strength for today. Some of you are so worried about the future that you're neglecting today. God will provide for you today. Let God work in your life today. God will provide for you. Let God meet your needs today. And let him meet tomorrow's needs when tomorrow gets here. Listen, when tomorrow gets here, trust him all over again for for what he can do. He'll help you make it through each and every day, but he does it one day at a time. Listen, yesterday doesn't matter. It's gone. It's behind you. There's nothing you can do to redeem yesterday. It's gone. And tomorrow will take care of itself, but today you need to receive what you need for today. His mercies, his compassions are new each and every morning. And you know how else this helps me? Every day, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at God's love. I'm amazed that God forgives me. I'm amazed at all the blessings that he gives. I'm amazed that he uses me. You see, I'm learning to see that every day is a gift from God. Give us this day our daily bread. You see, bread is the most simple part of the meal. 
It's basic and it's easy. It's not, ex- it's not extravagant or luxurious or over the top. It's our daily bread. It's what we need to make it and to survive today. Listen, God intends for us to trust him in every area of our life. From the simple, ordinary needs of life to the supernatural, gotta have a miracle kind of thing. But you see, sometimes we forget to ask God for the simple things. Give us this day our daily bread. It was the simple and the ordinary things of life that God wants to do in your life. He'll still deal the miracles, but our big God is just as interested in the small details as he is in the big miraculous supernatural. Listen, pray this way when you get to this point in the prayer. God, you know what's ahead of me. You know what I need for today. I pray that you would supply exactly what I need. Pastor Jason, you got all of that out of give us this day our daily bread? Yeah. But but when you pray, just remember this. He will give or gift you exactly what you need for today. The the old timers would say it this way. He's an on-time God. He knows what you need, and he knows when you need it. He'll give you what you need today. He loves you and he cares about you. His supply is fresh and renewed each and every day. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I don't ask for tomorrow's grace today, but would you give me what I need right now for today? Would you bow your heads with me? We're going to pray that today. Lord, today, you know what's in front of us. God, you know what we face and what we need. Lord, sometimes we're so disconnected from you that we forget that you know better than we do. So, Lord, today we just pray that prayer that Jesus prayed. Give us this day our daily bread. God, we trust you today. God, we trust you for today. God, and when we wake up tomorrow morning, we're going to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you know what we're going to need tomorrow, and, and, and you'll give us what we need tomorrow, tomorrow. But God, I pray that you would give us what we need today. God, today I, I pray with people in here that are struggling with anxiety. God, with worry, with doubt, God, with depression. 
God, I pray in this moment, God, that they would just trust you for the very ordinary things in life. God, I pray that in the midst of anxiety and worry and fear, God, that that there would be that morsel where they see you give them what they need for the moment. God, we're not asking you to help us make it this week or this month or this year, God. We pray and we ask that you would give us what we need to make it through today. scripture says your mercies are new each and every day so God we pray for your mercy in our life God that as we face difficult decisions as we face difficult times God we pray for your mercy to deal with it in love and compassion God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name.